Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Soil Podcast, where the Word of God meets ears, minds, and hearts, and by His grace grows a great harvest. I'm Aaron Fesenmeyer, pastor of York Evangelical Free Church, right here at the crossroads of the Midwest, York, Nebraska. And I am so thankful that you've decided to join me today. And if you've been reading with us, we've made it through the gospel accounts in the New Testament. One of my hopes as we read all of these is that you would go back again and again. They are that good, and Jesus is that good. But as we finish the gospel accounts, we need to ask a question, and it's the same question that Jesus' disciples asked when he was getting ready to ascend to his Father. What next? Jesus' earthly ministry completes, and he ascends to the Father, And so they, like we are today, are going to shift gears. We're still going to be reading narrative, a story of sorts, but this book that we're going to be reading marks the establishment of something new. No, it's not the people of God. The people of God have been around and they haven't gone away, but this is new. A people permanently given the Holy Spirit and sealed by that same Spirit, fulfilling the promise of the prophet Joel from his chapter 2. So welcome. Welcome to the book of Acts, also called Acts of the Apostles, or even called the Gospel According to Luke, part 2. We've covered who Luke was in a previous episode, but if you are just joining us, the author of this book that we call Acts is a guy named Luke. And he was a Gentile, that is, a non-Jew, And he was a physician who became a follower of Jesus Christ and who was a key figure in the Apostle Paul's ministry endeavors throughout the Roman Empire. Luke himself is actually involved in some of the events in the book of Acts, and you'll hopefully pick up on that later in the book when the narrator switches from third person, he, she, it, they, them, to first person plural, saying, give an example here in Acts 16, verse 10, where he writes, And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So that's who Luke is. But why is this book called Acts of the Apostles? Again, none of these books of the New Testament had titles when they were first written. This one was added later for a pretty simple reason. There is a ton of work that Jesus is doing through his church, and primarily through the apostles, recorded here in the 28 chapters that we have of the book of Acts. And hopefully by the time we're done, we should be praising God for what he intended for his church. So that raises the question, what did God intend for his church? That's why this book was written. This book serves as the hinge point between Jesus' earthly life and ministry, his death, resurrection, and ascension, to the picture of the kingdom of God unleashed when the Holy Spirit comes upon God's people to build his church. You remember the Holy Spirit, the third member of the triune God whom we worship? Here in the book of Acts, it is really his turn to take the center stage. But what's amazing is that as he does, he is always turning the attention away from himself back onto the Lord Jesus 
and to the proclamation of the gospel. This book is the advance of that gospel, that good news. And Jesus commands in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The book of Acts shows this movement of the church. First, the Holy Spirit comes upon the believers in Jerusalem and empowers them for making disciples. And we see the spirit of fellowship and the spirit of love one another that Jesus intended for his church, and it is beautiful. But the temptation for the early church is that this community, this ecclesia, this assembly of believers is so enjoyable that they, and even now we, can get too comfortable inside. The church in Jerusalem starts off well in the book of Acts, but they don't yet fulfill part of the commission. That is, being witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You may have heard the saying, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And this book is where that idea comes from. God, in his sovereign providence, uses persecution as though dropping a bomb in a grain cart, and disciples are scattered everywhere. And you know what's scattered with them? The gospel. Acts reminds us that persecution should be an expectation for Jesus' church, but we should always look at it as a means to spread the gospel. For as the disciples are scattered, what do they do? They pick right up and tell people about Jesus. Jews, Samaritans, and Gentiles. In fact, one of the church's greatest persecutors is a guy named Saul. And in the book of Acts chapter 9, he gets converted. And God uses this former enemy of the church to be one of the greatest men of God the world has known. Acts is written that we would see that the gospel is indeed for everyone. And his church should not withhold that good news, but bring it to all peoples. It will even make it, in this book, into the heart of the most pagan of capital cities, Rome. Now, I don't want to totally spoil this book, but the way this book ends tells us that we should recognize that the story isn't over. And it hasn't been over for almost 2,000 years. And it won't be over until the Lord of the church, Jesus himself, comes back. We can look forward to that. And while we wait, we can faithfully continue the mission by the promised Holy Spirit. So may this book that we're about to read serve to inspire and encourage us to continue. As we start this book, let me pray for us as we receive God's word in the book of Acts. Father in heaven, thank you for your promised Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have sent the promised helper to dwell in, in the people of your church, that we would carry out the calling for which you have called us. Thank you, for the whole, thank you Holy Spirit, for always being faithful and empowering God's people to proclaim Jesus. Thank you for the early church whom you worked through to exponentially grow your church in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We are the beneficiaries of your work through the apostles and faithful disciples before us. 
Help us to see you working and to be encouraged to keep going as we read. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Good Soil Podcast. I'm enjoying reading the Bible with you and am excited to continue. Let me encourage you, keep reading. His voice is worth it. Until I talk with you next, may God reap a great harvest in our midst as his word grows in good soil.